0: Welcome to Chi Alpha at Texas Tech University. The messages in this podcast were designed to encourage you and to challenge you in your walk with Jesus. We're so excited that you're here, and we hope that this message will help you to better fight for God's kingdom with us. The first choice you make, be a good one. You've made a good one by being here. Thank you. Thank you for being here. You could be anywhere, and you're here. Love you guys. Grateful. My name is Nick Hester. I'm the campus pastor here for Chi Alpha here at Texas Tech, and I do not do this alone. Thank you, Jesus. I came here three years ago with an awesome staff. I got a picture of him. Garrett, you hit it. Hit it, baby. Boom. There we are. We just took this picture. Like we've aged a lot in the last 45 minutes. Giving away these free shirts are exhausting. Who likes their shirt? Bet. Dope bet and yeah after this service no one else gets them for free they're gonna have to pay for them so we're gonna be doing a lot of shirt rubbing it in people's face this semester rob with the shirts that we get yeah Yeah, we are yeah baby so that's our awesome staff my wife and daughters are with me in the middle man i would love to introduce you to everyone individually but you're going to get to know them this year they are incredible so if you need anything have questions find these people They are the best, my family. I love them to death. Bet, is that it? I don't know what my next picture is, but I think we're good here. Uh, Where are my freshmen at? Be proud. This isn't high school. Being a freshman is not lame. Bet, all right. Hopefully you've learned that by now in college. It's not like high school. Being a freshman is okay. And if you feel weird about self-identifying, identifying yourself as a freshman, it's okay. I will. I will bring myself down. I was a freshman ten years ago. Yes, I'm old. Yes, yes. Where's my cane? Bring the jokes, Brandon. I'm ready. Okay. What's your hair like? For those of you great. who are not math majors, that was way back in August, 2009. Long time ago. I was in your shoes, sitting in your seat. I just graduated, ready for the next step of life. I went to Sam Houston State University in Huntsville, Texas. Eat Cats, the Harvard of the South, represent. You don't know about it, don't act like you do. <laughs> but unlike a lot of you, I, my journey in college did not start with Chi Alpha, major bummer. I wanted nothing to do with Christianity, with the church, or anything. I didn't grow up in the church. Anyone who didn't grow up in the church? I won't make you identify yourself, but hey, Morgan, my man, brother, man, let's go. Yes, so welcome, welcome, welcome. You're in a good spot. When I got to college, I wasn't, uh, yeah, it had nothing to do with Jesus and with the church. My family, in my family, we were raised priester Catholics, so we went to church on Christmas and on Easter, and that was it. Horrible joke, thanks for the few laughs, Andrew, appreciate that. <laughs> And yeah, so God was not real to us. It was something we ritually did twice a year to keep in good standing with culture, basically. I grew up with three sisters. My dad, from the earliest I could remember, was an alcoholic. Struggled with other things that come along with that, if you've experienced it. Um, Lots of death and divorce in my family. When I was 10, my folks split up. My dad moved away to Oregon. And right around that same time, my mom's mom, my grandmother, was moved in just down the street from us and so she began to take care of us a lot when my mom was working and just a couple years into that situation my grandmother actually passed away from breast cancer very young she was 52 i think and so at 12 years old had already lost two key people in my life and over the next few years just kind of going through those awkward teenage years that you guys are all out of thank you jesus and just struggling through life, honestly. And then when I was 16 years old, my whole entire life just shattered. I'm um, the third of four. And my three sisters, my three sisters, the one that was just two years older than me, was 18 years old, driving home from college, and lost control of her car, flipped it three times, and was killed on impact. 18 years old. In October of her freshman year. And as you can imagine, that was it for me. Um, the grief I experienced, the anger, the bitterness just sent me flying. And I had heard and thought my whole life that it was God's job to make my life easy and to make me happy. And so obviously by my judgment, he was doing a terrible job. And so I totally forsook him and said, man, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to live my own life. I'm going to make myself happy, basically. And so I gave myself over to my appetites. And it leads And living a life where you're only living for yourself only will lead to one place, and that's meaninglessness. Feeling like you have no meaning, you have no purpose. I was chasing money, I was chasing girls, sports, status. And it left me empty, and I quickly became depressed and suicidal at my time at St. Houston. And living my life to please myself and living for others' approvals was not working. And as our wise Rapper friend Lecrae says, if you live for people's acceptance, you'll die from their rejection. Rappers say some smart stuff every once in a while. (laughs) And it's not until today I look back on that, I'm like, man, you are 100% right. And that's exactly what my life had come to. I was living for myself and for what other people thought of me, living for their acceptance. When I didn't have all of their acceptance, I didn't want to live anymore. And so I was... At rock bottom and one of my roommates was a part of Chi Alpha and he was in a small group and I went up to him desperate for something and I asked the question so you're in that Christian frat <laughs> I'm not the only one come on someone else asked that question I've been asked a few times this week I've been asked that's okay we are we have Greek name and we have Greek letters but we're not a fraternity and so he explains to me he's like no we're not a fraternity but uh, you don't have to like, pay dues, you don't have to sign up anything, you just come. What we're really about is small group. Rob talked about it some, he's like, that's really what makes Kafa Kafa." I'm like, alright, I don't really know what small group is, but you know that sounds good. And thankfully today, it's the same thing here. Uh, Jacob, I don't know if you remember our first conversation we had, I was telling Jacob the, the cat was out of the bag, he knew I wasn't 20, and he realized I was old, I was like, Ah! I held on as long as I could. And I was like, okay, fine. Yeah, I'm actually one of the pastors for campus ministry. And one of the first things you said, I don't know if you remember, you were like, okay, I might come check out a service. And I was like, no, 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 no. Small group, you gotta have small group. I was like, I gotta hook it with a small group leader. And then Joe came along, and now they're happily ever after. It's beautiful. <laughs> they're bros. It's wonderful. But it really is. Small group is everything. I can only have a limited relationship with each of you. And if our, your relationship with Kaiapa is 30 minutes a week listening to me preach you're not really going to benefit a whole lot and I'm not really going to benefit a whole lot but we've seen that life change comes in real relationship in a small group setting and so that hasn't changed thank you Jesus so I tell my my roommate Matt and I'm like all right man I guess I'll come to the small group thing but dude I'm be real with you man I don't know the Bible I don't read the Bible I think it's kind of a joke I don't think God is real. Like, is this going to be okay? Because what I knew about Christians up to that point in my life, I was like, this ain't going to fly. I'm going to get told to go to hell, to get out of here, that I'm an idiot, all sorts of stuff. And he was like, hey, man, this is about friendship. And in real friendship, you don't have to agree on everything, but to choose each other and to choose to love each other. And I was like, okay, bet. Well, it's 2009. I didn't say bet. I probably said (laughs) Tight. <laughs> whatever whatever we said back in two thousand nine. I don't know. <laughs> so rolling. I go, like many of you, maybe this week or next week, hopefully went to my first small group and I met my small group leader. We have a picture of him up there. His name was Kyle McGuire, we called him K Mac. There's some familiar guys in that picture over there is our small group as we went. Yep, some familiar faces. You're welcome. Brando. So I get to Kyle's house for small group and it's pretty normal. We're eating dinner, hanging out, normal guy stuff, some dudes are playing video games, other people are just talking, normal get to know you stuff, where you're from, what your major, what you like to do for fun, much like your experience up to this point has been. And then Kyle kind of gets small group, gets us in, in like a little circle, and he's like, hey, tell me what your thoughts are about God. And so everyone goes in a circle, and they were all some sort of Christian, and then I'm the last one, and he gets to me. And I've always been taught and to this day I believe you be a man or a woman of your word, and you say what you mean, you mean what you say, no matter the consequence, you be real. So it got to me, and I was like, okay, one, God's not real. Two, if he's real, he hates me. And three, people who believe in God have made up this fairy tale so they can sleep at night. And then I crossed my arms, sit back in my chair like guys do, and I'm like, what's up, bro? Like, just looking at him, dead in the face. Ready for a fight. Guys, you go, you know what I'm talking about. You're just, you're ready. Like, all right, bro, we're going to throw it down. Let's do it. And his reaction floored me. He never broke eye contact with me. He kept, he kept looking. It let me get through everything I wanted to say. And when I got done, he just said, man, thank you for sharing. I'm really glad you're here. On the outside, I'm very reasonable. So I'm like, yeah, dude, you're welcome. No problem. <laughs> but on the inside, I'm infuriated. I'm so mad and and it's cool because I look back on it and the Lord was reasoning with me because he does that with us even though I didn't love him and he just kind of laid it out in front of me and I was up to that point I didn't need God because I could reason everything in my own mind and he just kind of put it in front of me and he's like let's walk you through this so like this dude was like real cool to you and then you're a real jerk to him and then he's really cool to you again and now you're really mad at him doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, that that kind of like, who's the crazy one? (laughs) Who's the weird that doesn't know anything? It's not grounded in reality. And so it was right then, that night, I was like, you know what? I'm going to dive in. I'm going to commit to this real friendship thing that he was talking about. Real friendship, real relationship. All right, man. We don't have to agree on everything. Cool. But I'm going to be honest with you. And he was cool with that. So, Uh, I quickly discovered that it was not about being in his small group once a week or coming to large group service, but it was about living life together. And this is the thing that I learned maybe first was that real friendship comes in living life together. And I know you've you've seen this to be true. I know this isn't earth shattering, hopefully. Or if it is, wonderful. Great. But real friendship comes in living life together. So don't be surprised. When the person that invited you here, that's been texting you all week, invites you to more things that are not Chi Alpha small group or a Chi Alpha large group. Because real friendship comes in living life together. And please, I can't encourage you enough to dive in like I did because it was the greatest decision that I ever made. Changed my life forever. Kyle and I were very different we uh, not into a lot of the same stuff at all, but we grew a real love for each other, and we just live life together. You know, go grocery shop together, study together, play soccer together. Long, well, Garrett and I didn't longboard, but they all longboarded, and Garrett and I would either like videotape them or just troll them the whole time. But you know how it goes. I'm like, everyone else wants to do something, and you're not about it, and you're like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll find my role here. And what I started to notice that no matter what we were doing, even though we were doing goofy stuff, that we were having more fun on accident than most people were having on purpose. Because everybody seemed so free. There was like never petty arguments. People were just like free to be themselves and joyful and they loved each other. I was like, man, we're not even like planning to have fun and we're having a blast. And we wake up the next morning and we remember it. Like, man, this is, this is not the college experience I was expecting. This is pretty dope. And so the stuff we did was pretty normal. But it was the culture that was really different there was a common unselfishness amongst the community i left and right i saw people paying for each other's meals paying for each other's stuff not just meals cleaning up after each other's messes honoring each other like to their face and the real kicker was they would honor that person to their face and then when they left the room they'd say the same thing about that person and that was very different for me the community that i had grown up and grew up playing sports and that was not normal. So these people were not normal in the most <laughs> wonderful way. And the thing that caught me most off guard was the first time I ever caught somebody calling shotgun for someone else. Yeah. You ever witnessed that? It's the weirdest thing in the world. And then they argue. I'm like, no, 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 you got to get shotgun. I'll sit in the back middle seat. No, no, you get shotgun. It made the weirdest thing. Who does that? Why would you want the back middle seat? It's the worst place to ride gosh but amidst all the fun we were having kyle got me my first bible he taught me how to read it he taught me how to pray as you can imagine by the first interaction i had a small group i had a lot of questions and i was not afraid to ask them <laughs> with a bad attitude most of the time and especially after my first kyle for service i'll never forget it i think it was yeah, spring 2010 maybe we had a little double-decker seating, and I was sitting in the very back in the corner with my arms crossed, looking super critical at everybody, knowing everyone here is a hypocrite. Look at this psycho prostrate laid out on the floor. This dude's over here with his hands raised. Like, everyone's got their eyes closed, and they're singing. I'm like, this is a cult. I need to get out of here. This is weird. Like, why are people doing this? And then looking at the songs and reading the words, and I'm like, what? what do these words even mean? What are we even singing? I had every question in the book because I was ignorant. But my friends were not afraid of my ignorance. Thank you, Jesus. And I could ask all the questions I wanted to ask. And they were patient with me and they answered my questions. And more importantly than their patience with me, they were honest with me. And they shot me straight and they told me what was real. If they didn't have an answer, they did their best to find an answer. And if they didn't know, they were like, man, that's a great question. Let's try to figure it out together. And that was a completely different experience and an idea that I ever had with Christians. And so over the next six months or so, I grew close with a lot of people in Chi Alpha. But more importantly, I had been reading scripture and praying daily to that point. I was hungry for something more. And I realized it for myself that real friendship comes in living life together. I realized that this principle not only applies in our horizontal relationship with each other, but man, this really is the key to the vertical relationship, a relationship with God individually. That, wow, it really is that simple. It's just living life together. The person you call your best friend, the person you trust the most, I would bet is the person you've spent your most time with. They've had time after time to prove that they're trustworthy. And I started to think, wow, maybe God is the same way. And so my knowledge of God had been growing for, that, for this reason. Through reading the Bible, I saw that people just like you and me had a real relationship with God in the Bible thousands of years ago. And maybe you're like me, and you're like, okay, man, I've heard of Jesus, and Jesus is pretty cool. Like, I don't really have a beef with Jesus. He's pretty much loving to everybody. But, man, the God of the Old Testament, man, he's just like this angry Old, grouchy man who's just ready to like smite people down left and right. I've heard so many scriptures. I know so much. And I thought the same thing. But as I read the Bible for myself, I learned that God actually initiated friendship with man. It's amazing. God initiated the friendship in the creation of the world, creating Adam and Eve. A common story. Most of you know the Father, Son, Holy Spirit had had perfect beautiful intimacy for eternity and in their overflowing love they created man to share it with the bible says in genesis that adam walked with god in the cool of the day at the end of the day like you might with your roommates or your or your parents they would walk together and talk about the day what happened it says that enoch walked with god he actually never had a physical death he was taken up What? It's kind of crazy. Noah found favor with God, and God used him to restart the whole world. Abraham was called a friend of God. Three different times in Scripture, twice in the Old Testament. Moses, again in the Old Testament. It says that Moses spoke with God face to face as one speaks to a friend. These are just the first couple books of the Bible. (laughs) You see these friendships. You see God's desire. He started it and He keeps it going. And then finally, absolutely, Jesus in John 15, He chooses His disciples. In John 15, He calls them His friends. And it's so cool. Jesus, the Lord of the universe, gives us some insight as to what real friendship is. And He says, I don't call you slaves, but I call you friends because you know what the Master is doing. In other words, you know my will, you know what I desire, you know what I'm after. And you're for me. You want me to be after those things. That sounds like a good friend. A good friend knows you enough to know what you want, what you're dreaming for, the good things that you want in your life, and they're with you. And that sounds like a good friend. That's a pretty sweet definition. Jesus just gives us a little insight there in John 15. And that defined his disciples. And so I began thinking to myself, you know, I said, man, if, if these people in scripture had a real friendship with God, and now today I've got all these real-life examples, these people in Kai Alpha, as to what a real friendship with God looks like, especially with my small group leader, because I'm living life with him all the time. Man, I I want this for myself. Like, if this is changing these people and this is how they are, man, I, I want this. And so summer 2011 was when everything changed for me. I had been praying the prayer, God, if you're real, prove it. God, if you're real, prove it. And finally, one day I wake up alone in my house I was in at the time, and I was overcome with a sense of peace and with a sense of joy. And it might sound cheesy, but I was like opening my eyes. I was like seeing clearly. I was like, (sighs) I could take a deep breath, and I was caught off guard because I felt rested for the first time since my sister had had died. Because since she had died, I had night terrors. I would relive that nightmare that instead of my sister, it was somebody else in my family or another one of my friends, and I would just go through the same thing over and over again. I was terrified of sleep. I was so stressed out and anxious all the time, and this morning was different, and I had this, like, goofy grin on my face, and I'm like, man, I just feel good. You know, but I'm I'm a very reasonable man. I've got my stuff together, and so I'm like, well, I've made a B on my history test. I'm probably just feeling really good about that B on my history test, you know what I'm saying? Eat them up cats, a B is solid. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I had a great workout the other day. I took like two scoops of pre-workout, so I'm just like feeling good, endorphins are pumping. I'm going through all these things in my head because I'm like, surely there's some reason for this. And finally I'm like, man, maybe this is God. God, if this is you, same prayer. Prove it. So I go through that whole day, and I'm waiting for, like, you know, Bruce Almighty you know, riding in the clouds or, like, some crazy person with, like, no eyeballs, and they're like, Jesus is real. You know, something like, I don't know what I'm looking for, but I'm ready for it. You know, I'm ready because I know what I was experiencing was real, but I'm, I'm very skeptical. and I'm like, I want to know this is real. And so the whole day goes by, nothing happens. I go to bed slightly disappointed, I wake up, same thing, and all I know is that I'm overcome with a sense of peace, and I cannot I'm, I'm bankrupt in my vocabulary to describe it. Just how comforted I felt, and I knew that I was. But I couldn't explain it, and so once again, I said, "Lord, if this is you, God, like prove it to me." So I open up my Bible, and the first thing I read is in Philippians. And it says that God's peace goes beyond understanding. <laughs> Ask God to speak to you, He will do it. And in that moment, I can't tell you, it was like everything that I had been learning and reading and hearing at Chi Alpha and at Small Group and what I'd been reading in the Bible and the things I'd been hearing in sermons, it was like it downloaded into my heart, into my soul. It was things that I just knew were true, maybe were true, but they sunk down in me and they became real. You know in something when you just know about something and then when you really know something, when you've experienced it for yourself and you know that it's real, no one could tell you otherwise, that was what happened. And the miracle of it was not only did God take away my anxiety and my depression and my anger at my dad and my anger at him and all the crud that was in me, But he replaced it with his spirit, with the love that I'd seen in people, joy, peace, patience, kindness, his goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, the fruit of his spirit. And I know I was forever changing. I hit my face and I cried out to God. And I just said, God, I'm sorry for everything that I've done, for how selfish I have been. I've lived for myself and done my own thing and robbed you of what you deserve, what you've done for me. And he began reminding me of all the truths that he did create me for friendship. And even though I've messed it up, he sent his son, Jesus, to live a perfect life, to die the death that I deserve, to rise again, to give me life. And of course, had been the habit, the Bible had all the answers for me. 2 Corinthians 5 Is a beloved chapter here, and it says this, that anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. The old life is gone, a new life has begun, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. Guys, not only did God initiate relationship and friendship with man, but when we screwed it up, it says here that he brought us back with a gift of his son. He brought us back. He righted the relationship. And this was it. Man, it's right there. This is what I was in. It was the gift of new life. I had new taste buds. The things that I once thirsted and hungered after, I didn't want anymore. You know when you ever have the best of something? Like you have like the best slice of pizza of all time, like Domino's and pizza, you're like trash. Like get out of here. They used to be good, but now that you've had the best, you're like, that's garbage. Y'all know what I'm talking about? That was it. That's what happened to me. That was the new life. I had tasted of what God is like, and I was like, everything else is trash. Like, all this stuff that I was giving my life to, I was giving everything to it, and now it was garbage. It was repulsive to me. It's like, get it away. If it's not of Jesus, I don't, I don't want it. And it's all in what Jesus did as a free gift that he has provided. And naturally, when you found something that amazing... You've got to go and share it.
1: You have to. If you
0: haven't, it's it's not that great. Sorry. (laughs) If you keep it to yourself. And that's what I did. I shared what God had done in me to anyone who would listen. Drive-thru guy, Mickey D's, my professors, my family, it didn't matter. I was going to tell them. Later on in 2 Corinthians, it says that God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. No longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. This is the message of reconciliation. Is why I share my story with you. Thank you for listening to my story. Because it is the story of how God brought me back to him. And has given me a full life that overflows. A life that beyond anything I ever dreamed of. But I want you to know that he wants the same for you, even better for you. (laughs) He wants you to have a life that's greater than you could even imagine right now. I promise you. I promise you. And that's why you're here. You're not here by accident. I'm not blowing smoke. It says, so we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Jesus when we plead, come back to God. This is where our name comes from. If you want to know what Chi Alpha means, it's from this verse. It simply means Christ's ambassadors. An ambassador is a representative. Right? You all are representatives of Texas Tech. You go somewhere and you're a real jerk, people are going to be like, dang, Red Raiders are jerks. We're here to represent Jesus, and he's given us a ministry of reconciliation, bringing us back to God. That's the message. And I say you're not here by accident because you're here because someone invited you here. You've made a friend this week, or a friend of a friend, and that person is very likely a small group leader. (laughs) And that's their message for you, is to come back to God. God has put some of his ambassadors in your way this week. You're not here by accident. Your life is not an accident. Your life is of infinite value to God, and that's why he paid an infinite price to have you. This is good news. No matter where you are right now, he's paid the price to buy you back. There's nothing you've done that puts you outside of his reach. And mankind, we've always been desperate for something to save us. Mankind has always needed a savior. But right here, right now, this generation, us, we are more desperate than ever for a real relationship. Why our message is to come back to God, not come back to a religion, not come back to a set of rules, come back to a set of laws. That's not the message. It's come back to God himself because you were created for real relationship. The healthcare provider, Cigna, released a study recently, and they said that most Americans suffer from a strong feeling of loneliness and a lack of significance in their personal relationships with others. They say that nearly half of, Amer- of Americans say that they sometimes or always feel alone or left out. 13% of people say that zero people know me well. 13% of people would say, there's not a person on this earth that knows me well. We are failing when it comes to real relationships. And for us, especially our generation, this loneliness problem cannot be solved through a screen. You can have a million followers on Twitter be verified on Instagram, but research shows that that does not satisfy our need for real friendships. Social media is great in so many ways. Connecting people, raising all sorts of money for good causes. I'm not here to bash social media. But it has severely cheapened what it means to have a real friendship with somebody. And we are suffering because of it. In order to have someone be your friend, or to follow you, or to get verified, you have to put out a version of yourself that the most amount of people will like. And this has cultivated a deadly thought in most of our minds that says, if I'm going to be loved and accepted, I can't be myself. I've got to play a character. I've got to put on a facade. Because if I showed the world all of me, I wouldn't be loved. There's a recent trend happening. Rob kind of alluded to it right now that's really crazy in the nfl um there's been a number of players in their prime retire Uh, most recently andrew luck for the colts he's a star in the league he's in the prime of his career he's 29 years old great player and he's just hung it up this past week he's retired he's done playing and it was so crazy he announced it he got booed off the field social media is blowing up left and right people are like he's so selfish Man, he could have all this money. He's, he's messing up with all his teammates. He's messed with the city of Indianapolis. This guy's a selfish jerk. What is wrong with this guy? And he comes in his interview, and he's asked why. And he confesses, and he's like, you know, I've been beat up the last four years specifically, but I've played this game my whole life. It's beating up my body. It's just not worth it for me. And he says, I've been able, I haven't been able to live the life I want to live. It's taken the joy out of this game being the big point there. It's taken the joy out of this game that he was playing, that he once loved. And what's so crazy, the hypocrisy that comes with social media, the insanity of social media, and the weight that we give it, is all these people that are blowing up, calling him a coward, calling him selfish, whatever. If Andrew Luck would have done what a lot of celebrities and athletes do when they're in this position, and he would have kept going, kept playing, keep going in his misery... And committed suicide, which is common in the industry. All those people who were bagging on him would have taken to social media and been like, man, if only he would have asked for help. Right? Am I right? And that's what we do. That's what it's about. And it's because all these people, were all giving our opinions. We don't know the man. We don't know him. Right? I don't live life with him. I've been asked my opinion. What do you think about him? I'm not, I'm not living life with him, so I don't have real friendship with him. How am I supposed to know, right? I have no idea, but yet we all feel like we can judge and be the ultimate judge of it because we've got a phone and two thumbs, right? That's crazy, and he's a grown man, and he's still, I mean, he's hurting because he he's retiring and he's sad, but it's affecting him. He's even said it. They asked him, how did it feel when everyone booed you off the field? He's like, it hurt. Like, why should that hurt? (laughs) Real friendship. If we have real friendship with people, we can be deaf to what the world is saying about you because they don't know your real value. Only God determines your real value. And your real friends, the ones who actually know you, who really live life with you, they can tell you your real value. Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, that doesn't tell you your value you're God who created you for intimacy with Him and real friendship that you can have. Y'all interested in real friendship? Man, I am. I don't want anything else. We have spread ourselves so wide that every relationship is shallow. Does that make sense? Like if you pour out a, a gallon of water and it's on a flat surface, then a lot is covered, but it's an inch deep. But we're made and created for deep Real relationships because real friendship comes in living life together so your smart group leader who brought you here Rob said it they want to be the best friend you ever had they want to love you like Kyle loved me and he was a little weird but he wasn't like really weird you know what I'm saying I'm so grateful for him I love him without him I wouldn't be walking with Jesus I wouldn't be here today no one pays me to be here I don't get bonuses for you guys being here. I've already told you, if you're going to choose between a small group and come into a large group, go to small group. Really. You're a small group leader. Small group leaders in this room, you guys are my heroes. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for you guys and you girls. It wasn't a pastor, it wasn't some amazing speaker that won me over. It was someone that would live life with me. And so I can't encourage you enough. You know a small group leader in this room. man, have pursue real friendship with them. Is that cool? So tonight, I've got, a, I've got one charge for you. By the end of today, if you're willing to have real friendship with that person, with that small group leader, tell them. Talk to them before the night's over. And if having a real friendship with Jesus is something that you want or even curious about, you have questions about, please ask them. That's why they're here. They're a Christ ambassador here to help you and show you how to have real relationship with God and how to have real relationship with people. Does that make sense? Cool. So that's my one charge for you tonight. Talk to your small group leader. I love you guys. Excited to see you here Thursday nights. More importantly, with your small group leader. Hope you see you on campus all the way around. Love you guys. Lord Jesus, be with everybody. Keep everyone safe. Let everyone have the most fun night of their lives. We love you, Jesus. Cultivate real relationships. Let us be real and vulnerable with each other. We thank you for every person here that you've made everyone here for real relationship. And you love us. We love you, Jesus. Everybody said. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Texas Tech Chi Alpha. For more information, you can visit our website at ttuxa.org. Chi hey, yeah, Baby.